my dear respected and most honorable elders, beloved brothers and sisters in Islam, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. First of all, we, we humbly begin by, by thanking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, by glorifying and praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for once again enabling us with this unique and wonderful opportunity to congregate, uh, to come together, to worship Him, to glorify Him. Uh, and, and ultimately to send salutations upon his messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam and we're extremely thankful we're grateful for these opportunities that are blessed to us uh, and, and our families um last week i mentioned that today uh, last week i spoke about the uh, the importance of um the elderly the imp- and the wisdom uh, and the guidance of our parents uh, in our lives and how important it is to have them in our lives and how important it is for us to acknowledge their um uh, their knowledge their their wisdom uh, and 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 their um you know their place in our existence and and i spoke about how um uh, how parents have an enormous uh, leverage in terms of of what they teach their children what what they go on and the wisdom that they impart upon their children so they've got an enormous responsibility and we have an enormous uh, amount of respect and honor for it. Uh, today, I want to talk about, and I mentioned last week that we would be discussing this week. We want to talk about raising children. Um, how, uh, just like you know, parents uh, deserve our honor and they deserve our respect. It's important for parents also, for us as parents, to understand that we hold an enormous leverage over our children and we've got a responsibility and duty towards them uh, in what we teach them, how uh, they grow up as as adults, the impact that we have upon their lives. Um, We have a duty to steer steer them in the right way, uh, to guide them uh, on this path to follow the Quran and the Sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, in the verse that I just quoted before you, and this is this is a verse of the Quran that that each and every one of us uh, needs to understand. It's a verse of the Quran that each and every one of us um, must uh, appreciate um, and understand that we are involved in this, that we are a part of this. Allah Azza wa Jalla says in the Quran in Surah the Tahrim. Verse uh, 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 verse 6 Save yourselves and your families from the fire Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala goes on to say that fire Which is um, uh, Whose fuel is, is men, is, is people and and stones. Uh, over which uh, appointed uh, angels uh, uh, who are stern and and severe, who do not disobey Allah subhanahu wa taala, and He commands them to do whatever they are commanded to do. Um, so in this verse of the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa taala is making it clear, very clear, 
that we have a duty and an obligation to not only protect ourselves, but also to protect our families, to protect um, our children uh, from the fire. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not only going to ask us, what did you do? You know, I was talking to someone the other day and I says, you know, if you, um, if within your own family, everybody was, was, was sinning, um, or was involved in, 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 in transgression, was involved in sin, and you were this perfect being. You, you were this individual who continually worshipped Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You never did anything wrong. You're a high status with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. On Yom Al-Qiyamah, just because you were that way, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not going to give you a free pass. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to ask you, you know, oh, fine, you were guided. You know, you, you, uh, you took the right measures, uh, you, you made the right decisions, but what did you do in order to bring your family back onto the right path? What did you do in order to, uh, uh, to make them aware of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? What did you do in order to, to make them understand uh, the, the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa And if you didn't, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will find you um, uh, reproachable for that. So it's important for us to understand that, that we have this duty uh, to, to protect not only ourselves, but to protect our family members too. Um, children have the right uh, to be raised as responsible Muslim adults and parents must ensure that right uh, appropriately. Um, we must be uh, uh, conscious and, and take an active role in guiding our children and our families to the path of Iman. Um, this is our responsibility, not to think that, you know, it's only our duty and we only have to focus on ourselves and not anybody else. No, um, Allah, uh, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam reports in a hadith re related to us by Sayyidina Abdullah ibn Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhumah, where he says, kullukum ra'in wa kullukum mas'oolun an Each and every one of you is a ra' Each and every one of you is a shepherd. And uh, each and every one of you is responsible for his uh, uh, for his flock فَالْأَمِيرُ رَائِنْ وَهُوَ مَسْؤُولٌ And uh, um, uh, the, the Amir, the leader He is also a shepherd and he's responsible وَالرَّجْلُ رَائِنْ عَلَىٰ أَهْلِهِ وَهُوَ مَسْؤُولٌ And a man, he is responsible um, for, his, for his house uh, He's the leader of his house He's a shepherd of his house He's responsible وَالْمَرْأَةُ رَائِعَةٌ عَلَىٰ بَيْتِ زَوْجِهَا وَهِيَ مَسْؤُولَةٌ and a woman, um, she's the shepherd of the house of her husband. And she's also responsible. And certainly each and every one of you is a shepherd and you're all responsible for your flock. So all of us, we have a responsibility. There are people under our tutelage. There are people who, um, who we have an influence over and we're responsible for them, we're responsible for their deeds, their actions. We're responsible for how well they behave or, uh, you know, how badly they behave. We've got a duty towards them. Um, number one is our family and it's important that we raise them. We raise them in the right way. Um, and, and there are a few critical areas that I want to go through very quickly in terms of raising our children into responsible Muslim adults. The very first thing that we start off with um, uh, in, in Islam, when, when, when you have a child, and, and, and uh, for those of you who do have children, and those of you who don't, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant you the best of children. Um, the first thing that we do is we give our child a good name, right? Uh, parents have a responsibility to provide the child with a 
good name that is in accordance with the Islamic traditions. In a narration, the Prophet ﷺ, he said that the best thing that uh, a man can give to his child is good name and good manners. These are the best things that you can provide to your child. Um, nowadays, you know, uh, even, even that is somewhere where we're lacking, right? You know, we're naming our children after people who we're inspired by, right? Uh, you know, we're naming our children after things that, you know, just rhyme um, or, or names that sound nice or are the flavor of the day, um, as opposed to, to, to naming our children after those individuals who, 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 who were inspirational. Um, uh, and, and, and naming them after, uh, after those people who, uh, who were named uh, appropriately and correctly. Um, uh, for example, the, the Sahaba of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, naming them after the Sahaba, naming them after noble individuals. That's something great because that's, you want them to be like them. If I name my child, my child Abu Bakr, um, I hope that my child would be a semblance of, of, of Abu Bakr and he would he would follow in the footsteps of Sayyidina Abu Bakr as-Siddiq radiyallahu ta'ala an. So it's important that we name, give them the right name. So, you know, the start has to be appropriate. If you're naming them, if you're naming your child right from the beginning after a, a non-Muslim who, 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 who is some, who is, you know, uh, an inspiration to you in, in, uh, in your life, then, you know, then you're going to, uh, of course, uh, find that your child is going to um, have that uh, that upbringing from the beginning. It's not he's not going to be he or she is not going to be um, what you expect uh, him or he or she to become. Um, the second thing is after you provide them with a good name and 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 you give them that 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 start in life is to give them that unconditional love that that relationship that relationship of of tarbiya for the children. It has to be founded on unconditional love um, because this is the, the security for spiritual growth. This is spiritual growth can only come when, when, uh, when a, a parent has raised that child in, in, in the appropriate way. And, uh, and the appropriate way must be followed with, with unconditional love, just as, you know, the baby bird, it, uh, you know, uh, to, to, it's like when a baby bird stretches his, its wings for the first time to fly out of its nest. It knows that its loving parent is alongside it in exactly the same way. The first steps that our children take, they know that we're there for them to catch them whenever they fall. That unconditional love that has to be there. Um, this uh, ultimately requires frequent expressions of love. Um, frequent exp expressions of of affection um, from parents towards the children. The Prophet sallallahu alaihi is a prime example of this. He never held back his love for uh, for children. He never held back his love for for his children and his grandchildren. Sayyidina Imam al Hasan and Imam al Hussein radiyallahu taala anhuma. And he never held back his love for any other children. Orphan children that he would find, he would always um, express his his love and affection for them. He would pick up children in his arms. He would play with them. He would kiss them frequently, expressing his love for them. Um, there's, in fact, narrations of of uh, of companions on the authority of Sayyidina Abu Hurairah radiAllahu taala. And there was a man. Um, his name was uh, Al Aqra ibn Habis, and Al Aqra was one of those macho, uh, you know, uh, uh, an individual, you know, uh, full of machismo, you know, um, a, a man's man. Um, and uh, he 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 once saw the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam pick up uh, Al Hasan ibn Ali radiyallahu taala anhuma, 
um, his grandson, and he picks him up, and then then he 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 kisses him, and then he places him on the ground, and 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 he and Akra is is a witness to this beautiful sight, which is no doubt a beautiful sight, and um, uh, he he says, Ya Rasulullah, I I have ten children, and I've never kissed a single one of them. And, and there are two narrations um, where the Prophet wasallam gave two different responses. One is, man la yarhamu la yurham. He who does not show mercy will not be shown any mercy, as in he will not be shown any mercy by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And uh, another is, the Prophet wasallam said to him, that what can I do if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has removed uh, mercy from your heart? Um, so parents... As parents, we have that obligation to show love and mercy towards our children. And that love and that mercy has to be unconditional. This is ultimately what helps the children develop normally um, and, uh, and have stable personalities. You know, you, regularly on Netflix, you see your documentaries of, um, of serial killers and, 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 and psychos and, 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 you know, all of these, these kind of individuals. Uh, who who are completely unstable, and a, a lot of the time you'll see nine times out of ten that these individuals were often abused as 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 children. They weren't given the appropriate guidance as children, and it affected their psyche, affected their mentality, and that's something that you'll find is consistent in people who you see today who are unstable or who have uh, you know um, uh, uh, psychological. Any type of psychological ailments, they weren't raised a lot of the time. Not all the time. Sometimes they have genuine psychological problems due to other reasons. But sometimes it's due to their their um, the way they were raised um, and the fact that they weren't given any unconditional love. Um, they were not able to develop normally because they lived in a toxic environment. So it's important for us if we want our children to uh, to to be the best versions of themselves to give them that unconditional love. From the beginning, uh, give your children importance. Give them importance. Affirm their feelings and their experiences. The Prophet sallallahu alaihi he would never deny, he would never belittle, um, and he would never ignore a child's feelings. Um, and I've mentioned this story before, and it's a beautiful story. Uh, once the younger brother of Sayyidina Anas ibn Malik, Sayyidina Anas ibn Malik was that companion who spent the entirety of of, of his youth. In the company of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, he was a he was a, he was someone who was regarded as Anas ibn Malik Khadimi Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, the servant of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Now Anas had a younger brother. His name was Abu Umair. Now Abu Umair, uh, newly weaned um, as a toddler, um, very young, is reported he was two or three three years old at the time. Um, he had this uh, this small bird, this this nugair, this nightingale. That he used to uh, to to play with, um, and one day the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam happened upon um, uh, Anas and Abu Umair, and he saw that Abu Umair was crying. He was he was distressed. He was upset, um, and he questioned uh, Anas and others around him. What's wrong with Abu Umair? What's happened? Why is he so uh, so upset? And the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam is informed that, that that nightingale, that bird, that pet that uh, Abu Umair had. Uh, that's died or it's passed away. And the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, instead of going to to uh, Abu Umair and doing something that perhaps we would, oh, Abu Umair, it's okay, it's only a bird, I'll get you a new one, or oh, there's plenty more birds uh, out there, it's okay, it's not a problem. The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam understood and appreciated the fact that he had this attachment to this bird. 
And the Prophet ﷺ, he, he sat down with Abu Umair and he said, Ya Abu Umair, ma fa'ala nughair. Uh, oh Abu Umair, what has the nughair done? As in, why has the, has the nughair left us? The Prophet ﷺ, he affirmed the feelings of this child. He didn't, he didn't dis, he, he wasn't dismissive of them. He affirmed those feelings and he sat down and he appreciated them. Um, and, and, and he sympathized, he empathized with people. And the Prophet ﷺ was like that. He, he gave the, the attention to everybody around him. Whenever they had something to say to him, the Prophet ﷺ would listen intently. He would never turn his face away from them. This, this is a famous hadith in, um, it's reported uh, in, in the Shamail. But the Prophet ﷺ, when he would speak to someone, he would turn their entire body to face them. And he وسلم, wouldn't just turn his face in that direction. He would turn his entire body in that direction, uh, respecting um, their views and, 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 and their opinions. Um, uh, you know, in, there's, there's many, many uh, other ahadith. There's a hadith of that man, of that young child, sorry. Um, uh, Sahil ibn Sa'ad ta'ala, and he reports that the Prophet وسلم, was bought a cup of, 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 uh, of some drink. And, and he, sallallahu alayhi wasallam he, he drank from it. Um, and after drinking from that cup, as was customary, the Prophet, sallallahu alayhi wasallam would give that cup to the person who is, uh, who is sitting on his right-hand side. And then he would give it to the person who was sitting on his right until it went all the way around. And, and, and this time, when the Prophet, sallallahu alayhi wasallam he looked towards his, his right, uh, he saw a young child sitting there. And towards his left was an elderly gentleman someone who was older. So um, uh, he turned to, to the child on his right-hand side and he said, look, this cup is your right because you're sitting on my right-hand side. Um, however, there's an elderly gentleman who's sitting on the left over here. Um, with your permission, can I give this cup to that individual? Now, subhanAllah, this is the Prophet of Allah. This is uh, the uh, Afdalul Khalq, the best of Allah's creation. And he's seeking permission from a child. Uh, and, and subhanAllah, the child's response, the child says, No, Ya Rasulullah, I don't give you permission to give this to that individual. Uh, and the Prophet وسلم, instead of saying what we would say, what an insolent child this is, here you go and give it to the, to the elderly gentleman. The Prophet وسلم, said, here you go then. You know, this is your right. And, and he took that, that cup and he found the place where the Prophet ﷺ had placed his blessed lips. And, and he placed his blessed lips on, he, he placed his lips on, 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 on that area, on that part of, of the utensil and he drank from it. And after drinking from it, he, he, he took the cup and he went and he gave it to the elderly gentleman. And then he explained his actions to the Prophet ﷺ. He said, Ya Rasulullah, I'm not going to give my share of blessings away to anybody else. Um, that that place um, uh, where the Prophet ﷺ placed his lips, he wanted his lips to 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 be placed on that on that cup. Um, and and this is this just signifies the um, the relationship that the Prophet ﷺ had with his companions that they felt this level of attachment towards him. They felt um, uh, you know this this level of affection towards the Prophet ﷺ. So it's important for us to, to realize that also it's important for us to know um, that we, we, um, uh, uh, we have to um, affirm uh, children's feelings. We have to ensure that our children are raised in, 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 in an appropriate way. They're raised in the right way. 
Um, and uh, we affirm their feelings. We don't, we're not dismissive of them. We listen to them. We talk to them. And part of that responsibility of talking um, and uh, discussing things with them is, is to teach them uh, some, uh, you know, some things which uh, ultimately is, is a mind. Uh, teach them uh, that which which is going to benefit them uh, both in this world and and in the akhirah. Part of the responsibility that that parents have towards their children is is protecting them from things that may lead to corruption or may have uh, have a negative impact on their morality. Um, we look today and we live in an, in, in an environment where new rules are coming into schools that children as young as four and five years old are going to be taught um, uh, sex education and, and, and relationships that promote the LG, LGBTQ agenda. Uh, and, and this is, this is con- confusing for anyone who's, who's grown. Um, never mind a child of uh, you know four or five years old, um, and 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 that's done so, to make them socially aware. However, within our tradition, that's something which is regarded as unnecessary and unacceptable, especially um, with young children. Um, and 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 the consequences of of early sex education, especially the way it's taught in schools, um, you know, it, it, where where children are taught uh, to have safe sex from a very young age, um, results in what you see in in the U.S. alone. You have one over one million teenage pregnancies a year. That's that, that's nearly three thousand teenage pregnancies uh, a day. Um, a half of of those one million children end up not completing their education, and the other half, um, uh, you know, end up on on welfare in America. And we're not that better. We're not that much better here in the UK. Eighty percent of children raised by 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 single mothers, um, because uh, kids in in sex education are not taught about that responsibility. Um, the Satanist, uh, you know, uh, paganist agenda. Promoted like by the likes of Alistair Crowley, um, who said, you know, whose famous motto was "Do what thou wilt, um, do whatever you want." That's prevalent in today's society. That that people are encouraged to to express themselves, uh, whether that be express themselves in terms of their critical thinking, uh, which we don't have a problem with that, but to be to express themselves um, and, and and do whatever they want with their bodies. That's something which is uh, which is forbidden in Islam. Um, and it's important that we not let our cultural baggage stop us or make us shy from discussing these things with our children. The Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam he spoke um, about uh, within with, within those contexts. He, he spoke about sexuality, um, and it's important that we find ways in order to to engage with 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 the youth in order to talk to them about these sensitive issues we it's not we can't brush them under the carpet we can't expect and somebody else to take that responsibility it's our responsibility to do that our children um are not learning from from home or from their masajid or from their teachers their imams uh, they're learning in school and everything that they're learning about sexuality uh, is is from school and it's important that we provide them with with the alternative because what they're being taught at times is going to be unhealthy and there's 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 so many other things it's important to uh, to inculcate the concept of la ilaha illallah from a, a very young age um teach them about your religion and the only way that you can teach them about uh, about your religion is to is for you to be perfect um representatives and manifestations of your religion in order for them 
to follow it. Teach them about Allah. Help them understand Allah through his creation. Um, and they too will then learn about the world as well as learn about the one who created it, um, thereby becoming better citizens of the world. Teach them their faith. Pray yourself. Teach them to pray. Um, observe shukr. Um, avoid sin. Refrain from feeding them haram food. Um, uh, because if you're going to to fill them up with haram, then you you can only expect them to be involved in haram act. Regular recitation of the Quran, uh, uh, regular dhikr, adhkar, uh, remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa taala. Inculcate the concept of of of, of love for the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam from a young age. Reading the rood yourself, sending salutations upon the Messenger, encouraging them to send salutations upon the Messenger. Teach them why we send salutations. Not just tell them this is how you perform, uh, this is how you send salutations. No, teach them why we do it. Why it's important to honor the Messenger sallallahu alaihi wasallam. You know, uh, it's important that we we have that relationship with them. Um, may Allah subhanahu wa taala give me and you the tawfiq and the ability to act upon the teachings of the Quran, um, the noble sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. There were so many more other things that I wanted to to discuss, you know, in terms of treating our children fairly, all of them, uh, whether that be boys and girls, don't treat your daughters unfairly or regard them as inferior and um, the rights of the children to a proper education and upbringing, um, help them choose the right role models. Nowadays, children have role models that are non-Muslims um, and that are taking them completely in the opposite direction. Uh, it's important for them, for, for us to provide them with the right role models in order for them to succeed both in this life and in the uh, and in the hereafter. Inshallah, um, we can discuss that uh, at a later date. Um, we pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, grant our, uh, um, grant us the proper um, understanding uh, of how we must be raising our children and, and grant our children um, uh, guidance both in this world and in the hereafter. Inshallah, just a quick announcement that um, I think uh, uh, there's a few things that I wanted to to discuss in uh, in other subjects. Inshallah, we'll have um, uh, 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 a talk probably uh, on on Monday or Tuesday next week with regards to certain cultures that we have in our society um, and 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 the prevalence of. Of the of them, especially in relation to how we must converse, um, how we must uh, respect and honor the messenger of Allah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. You know uh, this this uh, we will talk about this modern day not not culture as well, um, and how we must appropriately address the Prophet alaihi salatu wasallam both when we are praising him and when we are talking about him sallallahu alaihi wasallam and we're learning and and and, and teaching about him his life. So uh, inshallah, we'll do that over the next week. Please do continue to remember us in your du'as. Um, do remember those uh, within our communities who are unwell, um, those who are suffering. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant them the best of, uh, of cures and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala alleviate their pain and their suffering. Wa akhirul da'wana. Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.